Welp, they call it March Madness for a reason. Virginia's going home after a three that was unforgettable for Furman. A lot of people are calling Tony Bennett fraudulent, especially when it comes to March. We're also going to talk about if Duke is actually legitimate. Good Lord, they looked good against Oral Roberts, as well as the ladies starting tonight. And we've got Pitt, NC State, and Miami taking on some action. We'll talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs. Here we are talking about March Madness. It has been madness, certainly, for the ACC. We are one and one in men's play. We start some of the women's actions today. But here we are sitting here saying, is Tony Bennett a fraud after we have hyped him up about being one of the greatest coaches a part of our conference? It's crazy. How did it happen? Kenton Gibbs, how are you feeling so far with March Madness play? I'm feeling great as always. But, you know, Grayson Boone and I on Locked On Wolfpack chatted about this yesterday. No sport, no level of any sport does the postseason define you in the same way that it does with college basketball. You think so? Doc Rivers is a perfect example of that because people say, well, the, the NBA is the same way. I strongly disagree. Doc Rivers has one championship ever, and it lets him get away with the fact that he has the most uh, – he has surrendered the most 3-1 leads of any coach in NBA history. He has lost as the higher seed more times than any uh, coach in NBA history, and I don't believe he's ever won a series when he's been a lower seed. I could be incorrect there, but I don't believe he's ever won one with uh, a lower seed. But people forgot because of one championship. Mm-hmm. It, he got him one. He got him one, but those first round exits, people are, hey, what's going on, buddy? You all right? You all right over there? So I just think that it's a, a situation where college basketball, one game can undo your season. Three games can make you have a great season out of what was mid. Well, you know, when you look at the UMBC 1-16 seeded loss for Virginia, you say to yourself, it had to happen to somebody eventually. That's just why we play the game. That's what makes March Madness fun, right? Mm-hmm. But the better part of that story is the redemptive literal year winning the whole kit and caboodle. Like, that's just a great story. You can't write that better in any sort of script. Right. The, our scripts, you know what I'm saying, when we talk about yeah. the rollout and all the things. Then you go to 2020, life happens. 2021, kind of a mid finish as well. 2022, sort of the same. 2023 happens, and you're saying to yourself, all right. There's a little pattern here when it comes to Tony Bennett in March. Things don't look as great as they should. Let's talk about the Furman game. It was really, I don't know if that boils down to coaching. It was just a mental mistake by one of his fifth-year seniors, which, I don't know. Kihei, I love you at every other time. But boy, oh boy, are you probably going home and sitting with that. It's going to be, it reminded me of um, Michigan and North Carolina, where my boy Chris Weber had one timeout, did or thought he had a timeout, you know, the whole mystery of the timeout. Kihei and team knew they had a timeout, didn't call it, and he just panicked, threw the ball midcourt. Furman guy caught it. He passed it off. He shot the three. Was it Beggs? What do we call them? Pegs? Pegus? Um, yeah, I believe it's uh, Pegs. Pegs. Pegs shoots it, gets the three with 2.2 seconds left. 
Brees Beekman cannot make the follow-up attempt and the Virginia Cavaliers go home. It was a back-and-forth game, but at one point it was 50-38. to 38. <laughs> At one point, Virginia had had it in hand. It was good to go. And that's why we love this game. The Paladins did not quit. They had a lot of fight in them, and they came back and ultimately beat the Cavaliers. Now, you say to yourself, who's to blame? It really wasn't. Was it a coaching thing? Was it a Virginia panicking thing? They have veteran leaders on that team. I, what? Where do you think it went wrong for Virginia? You know, I said about Duke that they had to put Oral Roberts away early. And they did. They put him away early. Virginia did not put Furman away early. They let Furman linger. They let Furman stick around. They let Furman hang around. They let Furman. I watched um, Texas play. Who did Texas play in the first round? Colgate. Colgate was battling. You would not be able to tell from the score. They were battling their tails off. But every time they thought, oh, we're going to close some ground. We're going to, you know, we're going to extend the jab. We're going to make them real uncomfortable. We're going to do all that. Texas said, weave, haymaker. And it was just like every time you thought that they were getting close and make some progress, the lead extended back out. Virginia never had that moment to where it was was like. Mm -hmm. They never had that moment where you thought it was like they're coming in on us and we're making them and they think they're making us uncomfortable. Congratulations. We're, We're the bosses around here. They never Absolutely. had that moment. And again, when I say no moment determines or no sport does the postseason determine what you are, like March Madness, Kihei Clark is a national champion. Not only is he a national champion, that's a team accomplishment. He's UVA's all-time leader in assists. If you he's, the winning, Kihei, he's the winningest player in ACC history. Winningest player in ACC history, and yet, if you Google Kihei Clark right now, yeah, any of that would be relevant. Oh, you're the guy who threw the wild pass at the end of the game. And uh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, Chris Webber, that's what he's, we love him. Went on to have a great NBA exactly. career. All the Chris Webber, he went on to have a great NBA career. So people have kind of forgotten that a little bit. People have, But when you talk about March Madness, no, they do not. But I will say, I, I hear you. I receive. I think Kihei is fresh on the brain. I think people will eventually forget, you know, maybe, hopefully. Listen, he's, do, he's done fun. more for that program and should be remembered for more than just one flush He should be. Unfortunately, Americans don't care what happens with the Shanghai Sharks the way they do with the uh, Golden State Warriors and the uh, Sacramento Kings and all the other teams Chris Webber played for. <laughs> I was going to say that Kansas and Howard had a similar where Howard was punching up and they yeah. were certainly battling, but was eventually put away off some good runs. Thir- 50 to 38, that is a shut it down, stop believing type of score difference, right? But good on Furman for figuring it out and not giving up on plays and battling back even when some of the fouls were going Virginia's way and it looked like Shedrick was going to put it away. Had a game, my young man. Walking out of the po- walking out of the arena, saying we had a timeout. Like that's, I, I know that's sickening, right? That's why I hate team sports because it's like you could do everything, and if one person does one thing poopy, you're done. I mean, but that's also the, the beauty. <laughs> that's also the beauty of team sports, right? Because sure. If you look at what Pegs was doing before um, that shot, I believe he was having a very rough shooting day. If I'm, if I'm correct, and he was, and he was, he was. A very rough shooting day, man. One shot. One shot. One shining moment. 
One shining moment. <laughs> One shining moment. And the Furman, their, their team name is the Paladins, correct? Mm -hmm. The Furman Paladins are advancing to the round of 32. I know. It's, it seems very proper. Like, whoever the Paladins are. Yeah. All that to say, Tony Bennett. Are we going to be as hard as everyone else seems to be calling him a fraud, saying that he can't get it done in March and all the things? Or are we just going to say, you know what, bad play happens? I mean, here's the thing. It, it's kind of lame to do that. It, it really is because, I mean, he has a national championship. He has an Elite Eight appearance. He has Sweet 16 appearances, uh, a Sweet 16 and Elite Eight appearances. Like, he has underperformed in the tournament. Absolutely. If this continues to be a pattern for over a prolonged period of time, then we should absolutely have that talk. But, I mean, let's go from the last 10 years, shall we? From 2012 up till now, again, you've got a Sweet 16 appearance, a round of 30, um, uh, second round loss. You've got an Elite Eight appearance. You've got a second round loss. You've got the one where they lost to as, as a one seed. You've got a national championship. You've got the COVID year. You've got a first round loss as an 18 to 17, which, you know, I mean, you've got uh, an NIT and then you've got this year's first round loss. Like that, that sounds like a, a pretty good bag. And if you're at most schools in America, that's more than enough. Well, I was going to say, I mean, how many coaches do we call Hall of Fame coaches are our Hall of Fame coaches, our elite level coaches are the best of the best, have only won one national championship. Jim Bayham only won one. Is those one? Yeah, only one one. So I think it's like amazing to me. <laughs> Maybe this is a slight towards ACC. Who knows that it's like your coach wins a national championship, but he's not good enough. But he's also been able to outschool plenty of people in the regular season, hurt a lot of feelings in the regular season, out coach a lot of the best of the quote unquote best. So I mm. think it's like relax, just just relax a little bit, a little. Absolutely, bit. absolutely. Again, <laughs> I, I I don't think that it's I don't think that it makes a, a ton of sense to you know comment on the man and, and say that he's a fraud and all these things. And, uh, you know, if, if history serves us, if history serves us as anything, the greatest predictor of future behaviors is the past. And what happened the last time or what happened um, when, when uh, Virginia doesn't make, doesn't make it out the first round in the past five years or so, one of two things, they either missed the tournament next year or they went in at it. 100%. Well, guys, we all know that your bracket might be busted, but there's still opportunities to win single games. There's still opportunities to bet on other sports if you're just done with March Madness, including NBA. You can get in on that action. NFL draft preparations, who's going to pick who, all the fun things. No sweat first bet up to $1,000 with our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You can bet on every Thing from money line to point scores and even threes drain. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet. $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the official sports betting partner here at Locked On. Rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On ACC Podcast. We're talking through March Madness. We said three teams might not make it out of the first round, but right now we're looking good thanks to Duke. Blue Devils who beats Oral Roberts 74-51. It's a great day for the Blue Devil Nation as they looked and saw that their boys are ready to go. The ACC tournament was not a fluke, and they seem primed and ready to keep things rolling as they have been one of the hottest teams as of late in men's college basketball. You know, this was the child that we were worried about. 
the child that we thought we could send off in the river, we could send him wherever and that he'd be okay, or she'd or they'd be okay in Virginia. Let us down. But the child that we're like, you got to keep an eye on that one. Mm, yeah, you don't know. I don't know about that. I don't think Virginia was a child that we weren't worried about. They've been fluky all season. They were played it close to Louisville. We definitely didn't think that they were sure, sure far away. I agree, but this Furman team, this was not supposed to be a good matchup for Furman. This was not supposed to be a good matchup for them. Like this, this was objectively not in the same way that Oral Roberts was supposed to be a good matchup for Duke. When you looked at that, there was this was one. I of think people, it was you. I think you need to speak for yourself because you were all about some Oral Roberts. You were all about. You were all in for Oral Roberts. Take that L, big dog. Hold it, it wasn't just Hold me. It. First of all, it wasn't just me. Second of all, I didn't pick Oral Roberts to beat them outright. So let's. You, again, let's we, we understand who you ended up picking. We 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 get that you're part of the squad. However, you said that this thing was going to be a dog fight. Don't tell. Not, come on, tell the truth. Exactly. And I said, and I said okay. the Duke should be on upset watch, but it was. Is it just me? Okay. If you watch, if you watch the CBS show or the uh, the the Turner Sport, I don't, I can't remember what networks these things all are anymore. But if you watch the show with Jay Wright and company, there were plenty of folks saying, "Oh yeah, this Duke team, they need to be worried." Oral Roberts was underseated. They need to be worried. They need to be worried. They need to be worried. And Duke said, "We'll give y'all something to worry about, all right? We'll give y'all something to worry about. Same thing, make you laugh, make you cry." And everybody was a kiki and a. Oh, Shire's first year. Could they be out early? Now who's laughing? Now who's laughing? Because boy, Duke is laughing at you too. They can't. I did. I picked them. So you know, in the words of Airbnb, it's not about the numbers. It's about the alphabets, W or L. And guess what? I picked them to take a W. So <laughs> I ain't part of the laughing crew. I ain't part of the jokey committee. Yeah. Okay. You just don't want to hold that L, but that's fine. You don't want to hold that letter of the alphabet. That's fine. However, semicolon comma. I feel like. Y'all owe Duke an apology because Duke punched them in the mouth and they said, we're going to keep things rolling again. They've won their last nine at, uh, or excuse me, they are nine and one in their last 10 games. And now they make it uh, another dub being 11, sorry, 10 wins. I can't do math. 10 wins out of 11. And I think that they're going to keep rolling arguably might be in that final four and that it would, I need to look at the bracket again, but would it not just be icing on that cake for them to face off against the Kansas in a final game after North Carolina last year? I need to see where they are in the bracket. I mean, it, it would be. It, it really would be. And be able to beat Kansas. I mean, that would just be like, come on. You can't write a better script than that. I mean, a better script would have maybe been – Sending Coach K out with a win when all 80 of those players show. Never mind. We're not gonna go there. But but you're right. You really couldn't um you really couldn't write a better first year for John Shire than winning a national championship because I mean that's at the end of the day, like I said, the the postseason in college basketball determines everything. It determines yeah. how good your season was, it determines what everything looked like. Uh, because again, this is college basketball. Nobody cares about anything else, nobody says Oh, you had such a great season. You all were 33 and one, and your one loss came as a one seed in the tournament to a 16 seed. Y'all still had an amazing season with a ton to be proud of. People aren't saying that. That's not but how it But Kenton, if that's the case, everyone should be excited about Hubert Davis. And yet we want to they want to fire him because if I'm not mistaken, he went to national championship game last year. So I'm confused if people are holding March Madness's feet to the fire about how good or bad a coach is. People should be a little more lax and graceful towards Hubert Davis. I don't know who told you that Hubert Davis is under the same rules as every other coach. 
Okay, I, I was just making sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know who told you, hey, Hubert is playing under the same rules as everybody. He's not. He's not. But it's crazy to me how if John Shire goes to national championship, it'll be see what we did with our coach who came after your Hall of Fame coach. And it's like, well, well did he not? come after a Hall of Fame coach and do just was just as successful. I'm confused as to what we're doing. What is the metrics? What, what are we basing this off of? It's hollering. It's a little hot. It's the dogs are hollering. I'm just going to say. Well, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not at the end of the day. I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, that's the fact of the matter is simple. This is a situation where people are wanting to fire Hubert because of a disappointing season. Uh, that is something that I think is ill-advised to say the least, right? Yeah. I, I now correct me if I'm wrong here because I'm not, um, I'm not like super locked in the UNC and whatnot. But um, Roy Williams picked him as the successor, right? Absolutely. Okay. So y'all don't trust the guy that's been there, that's done it, that you know, built upon what Dean built upon. Y'all don't trust that guy. But for two years, and one of those is a national championship run. Mm. Something's looking funny in the light. Something is looking real funny. Because y'all didn't, y'all weren't rolling like that before. Y'all weren't rolling like that with Roy Williams. Y'all national, y'all were not in the national championship every year with Roy. So why is it that y'all expect? But it's not just. But it's not just y'all. It's literally. It's not just North Carolina fans. It's people in general questioning Hubert Davis. Like that's and so and so anybody who's questioning Hubert, that's fine with me. Question them. Where was North Carolina at before him? Were they winning natties every year? Were they the Alabama of college basketball? Were they what Georgia is right now to college football? Were they that to college basketball before he got there? No, but like, but at this point, like we talk about March Madness, is anybody in Alabama of basketball? I don't think that there's anybody who's, you know, when we talk about recent years, who's a dominant team who comes back year after year because of what March Madness is and what the NCAA tournament is, it's almost a crapshoot. So as much as hard as people are on Tony Bennett, we go back to our point here. How can you sit here and say and act as if on any given day you can get got? <laughs> Any given day, March Madness. And here's and here's where I'll here's where I'll go beyond that. At the end of the day, John Wooden ain't walking through that door, right? Well, basketball like, doesn't I, look the same as it used to. Like, there's not just like one team that has all of the greats and everybody. Else. Like, people are going where there's so many good. The game has grown and matured, and there is a level of talent all across the board. And that's what I'm saying. There is no, there is no one team that has won back to back to back to back. There's no team that has dominated and been great year after year after year after year through college basketball. The only team that has been consistently performing at a super high level is Gonzaga. And even with them, there's been some times in the tournament where it's like, where is hey, their, their natty at? I just want to know where's their natty at. One, don't they? Go ahead, Google it. Where's their natty at? It ain't, it ain't consistent. I feel like no, but that's my point. That's my point. Even regardless of how you cut it, how you slice it, nobody, none of these got, you know what? No, I don't think Gonzaga has one. They lost to North Carolina that year. Ooh, hate that for them. That man with a mustache still there, and he still can't get one. So what's up? But that's my point. That's my point. It's <laughs> it's not, it's just, you know, like yes, oh. everybody's seasons are determined by uh March success, but I think that it's it's uh it's a fool's errand to try to determine what a coach is or is not based off one year. And I would love, I would love our statisticians to let us know who's when's the last time someone won back to back 
college basketball championship games. While you look that up, mm-hmm. Pitt faces off against Iowa State. True TV, they'll face off today at 3.10 p.m. That'll be the start of our ACC action. Pitt already won the first four in-game. An Iowa State team that is very good, but Pitt can beat them. I think Pitt has a chance. Federico, Federico's return is going to be critical, though. Uh, Florida in 06, 07 was the last ones to win it with Billy Donovan and Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford and company. Now, Billy. The, um, the game with Pitt and Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Pitt, I believe in you. I believe in you. You know, this is since since we're in the state of of, of Boy, you scared of them capels. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Peninsula yeah. P, get your boys. <laughs> Give them the talk. You know what I mean? I said, what championship banners y'all got? You gotta go get them. However, the the thing that I look at with Iowa State is there have been stretches this season where fraudulent ain't the word for how bad poorly they play for, for some of the bad losses that they have. The unfortunate part is Pitt also has some of that. Pitt also has some of that. Hey, we lost to Boston college in this. I believe they lost to Boston college this year. Yes, right? they did. Yeah, okay. yes, they did. Yeah. They got some of that. Up. Mm-hmm. So the question is which team can lock in and get hot right now, because we can throw in all the analysis from all the season and all that that we want. But the reality is, like Virginia showed us, you look at the most experienced player, the best decision maker, and he throws up a pass. It ain't about what happened yesterday. It's about winning one game. Thousand percent. This one ball game. You're the lower seed. You had to play in a play-in game. You had to do all the things. This is all oh, you. You. You're not there yet. You're not knocking on the door yet. The capos aren't ready yet. They're too immature. One game. Can you win? NC State will take on Creighton at 4 p.m. on TNT. A very good Creighton team who said that NC State's guards, they got to you know play some defense too. So can the Wolfpack figure out how to take that fuel and fire themselves up to get the dub? They're out there in Denver. I'm feeling good about State's chances, but man, oh, man, we talked about being ready for the moment. I think that they have the players. Can they get that excitement and come out early swinging and maintain said excitement and finish a game? I am worried. I'm very (laughs) worried. And let me tell you why I'm worried. When you look around the ACC, other than, I want to say, Beekman from Virginia, who was the best rim protector? Who would you say – Hey, this is a bad boy down there in, in protecting that realm. Armando Baycott. Okay. And we can all agree Armando Baycott isn't exactly a, a dominant rim protector. We can all agree that, right? Um, Kenton, are we having revisionist history when you literally are caping for Armando Baycott and being one of the best players in front court? What, what are we doing here? Wait, 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 wait. Are you arguing that Armando Baycott is a really high-level rim protector? No, 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 no. I have been very critical of Armando. You have been very caping for Armando. I said that Armando is a unique talent for college basketball, and he does what he does well at an extremely high level. What? What, is, what does he do well? He's a double-double machine. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get your point. Get your point. With Get that point. being said, okay. he has only – DJ Burns has only seen one really good – uh, defender all year in terms of paint defender. Uh-huh. But even then, he didn't take Beekman one on one on one head up because uh, Virginia was sending doubles basically the entire game. 
Sure. So the question becomes this matchup of DJ Burns and um, Ryan Kalkbrenner. What <laughs> what is what's gonna happen here? <laughs> Ryan who? Kalkbrenner. <laughs> is that not how you pronounce it? I don't know. Uh, it's just a funny name. Go ahead. If it's Creighton, just fine. If it's Creighton, I don't like Creighton. You already know how I feel about Creighton. Well, I'm, I'm sure they broke, they, bro- they broke my boy's arm. So anyway, I'm sure you don't. But uh-huh. I'm I'm just telling you that's that to me is going to be one of the keys of this matchup. And then the other part, which Terquavia Smith do we get? Do we get the Terquavia Smith from early in the season, or do we get the very bad, no good, rough, tough? I'm gonna shoot it. I don't care if it's from half court. I'm gonna pull it. I don't need no set offense. I'm gonna shoot from anywhere. I'm going to shoot wherever, like, never mind. I'm just going to shoot wherever type of guy. Well, if he can if he can be off, can Casey Marcel be, Marcel be on? Can Jarkel Joyner put the team on his back? I think it just boils down to it's going to be a team effort for NC State if they're going to win this game. DJ can't do everything. You said he is limited. He doesn't have all the moves in the world, but the moves that he does have seem to work. I know they've been reading film on the boys, so if they stop him at that point, it's going to be somebody else who's I'm able to want to. Who is it, it going to be? One of the announcers was saying the other day, they said, uh, I haven't seen DJ Burns make a shot that wasn't over that left shoulder yet, but nobody can seem to stop him. I'm like, we all agree. He loves to go on left, but it keeps working out for him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Final game you want to talk about going down today at 725. Drake will take on Miami. I feel like this is going to be similar to Oral Roberts in Duke's scenario where a 5-12 seed face off and it looks like a 5-12 and 12 seed game. I'm hoping that's the case for Miami. They went out and did this whole Players Tribune spiel on social media talking about don't pick us now, don't love on us now because we like being the underdog before. All right. Well, people are paying attention to y'all now. People feel the way about y'all being good now. I'm sorry. Um, who said this again? Miami. They said, don't pick us now because like you didn't love us last year and went on to go to the Elite Eight. Now they're saying, yeah, don't try and love on us now. We're good. Nobody will with that attitude. That's the type of stuff that makes people not like you. That's the type of stuff that makes you go home early. I don't know, but you know. That false underdog, that, (laughs) oh, it's us against the world and nobody likes it. Baby, y'all... You weren't highly seated. You I still you, think, yeah, I still think it's still us against the world. I do definitely still think because of the way people view the ACC, that's like, a, uh, Miami's probably not going to do that great. However, they are co-champ, regular season champs for a reason. They did have a great game against defending ACC champs, Duke, when they played and battled. So Omir's health, critical. If he doesn't play, it's a, it's a dang, it should have, could have, would have to me. I just think it's I just think it's really lame. I just think it's super <laughs> lame to oh, oh, nobody believed in us. <laughs> okay, well, how much success did y'all have in the tournament before that? But it's not about tournament success. I think for them, it's about they were a good team last year. People slept on them. They had really bad moments, up and down moments for sure. This year, they have been a better team, and they proved themselves to be not a fluke. And so they're like, don't worry about it. We know we're good. We just we're figuring it out at the right time. So I think that's I think that's all they're trying to say. I hate to always have to be this guy, but I'm going to have to be this guy. You're always this guy. Yep. Mm hmm. Those three shirts back there, all from Cass Technical High School. When we won our first state championship, they picked against us every week past the second round. The first year that we won it, they all of the experts in the newspaper picked our opponent every single week. Nobody picked us for the last three weeks of our first run. And then 
We went back the next year and we're in the state playoffs. And all of a sudden, there are a few coming over to our side. There are a few that go, oh, that was a one off. They can't do it again. And you know what we didn't do? Oh, don't roll with us now. Y'all don't like it. You show up and play the game. Was show social media the same thing that it was back then oh, as it is now? That was in 2013, 2012, 2013. So, yes, it wasn't as bad as it is now, but yes. Uh, okay. All right. All either right. way you cut it, either way you slice it, that whole don't ride with us if you weren't riding with us, don't jump on our bandwagon. You want to know the last person who went viral for the don't jump on our bandwagon when we get good thing? It was a player from the Commanders, defensive tackle Jonathan Allen. How'd that work out for him? Are people on that commander's bandwagon? Are they sipping this juice now? Miami's going to suffer the same fate because that's what happens when you do stuff like that. Well, here we go. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff. Now it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. Sometimes it always is a difference between who I'm rocking with. It could be brownie. could be cookie. <laughs> All the time, I know that it's some good vibes. When you vote for your favorite bar or pub, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built to have the best Built bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think that they're that good. But what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote early. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Wrapping up here real quick, Georgia, Florida State. Southern Utah, Notre Dame, Chattanooga, Virginia Tech, Princeton, NC State. We talked about this earlier in the week, but what we didn't know was that Olivia Miles is done for the season. Tania Lotson is done for the season. And it's tough because as we rally our ACC women's troops, not having your best guards is hurting these two programs in Florida State and Notre Dame, respectfully. Diamond Johnson also is not playing for AC State. And it just keeps getting worse. What are we doing over here, ladies? Coaches, please take down the intensity of your practices or something. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake. Well, they're saying if you got to survive in the ACC, you got to be ready at all costs. But gosh, if it can't get you to the end of March, what is it worth? Get them some cryotherapy. Get them some stuff. Get them to. Take my knee. Well, you know, my tendons ain't that great. I don't think they want mine. But to, to help, help them, please. Because this is, yeah, oh, this tough. is foolishness. But uh, with that being said, it really is unfortunate that you're talking about three players that are the definitive leaders of their team. I mean, Central. Yeah. you know, you, you look at Diamond Johnson, leading scorer of NC State. Um, you look at Latson, ACC newcomer of the year, a player that the team went as she went this season. You look at, at, uh, Olivia Miles, last but definitely not least out of this group, led the team in nearly every statistical category or was second in it. Like, this, these are our young women who, like, they mean so much to these teams. And to have them not available for the tournament, oh, it just kind of puts a knot in your stomach. It just gives you a real bad feeling um, with, you know, it, it, it's just it could dampen what has been an amazing season for ACC women's basketball. 
A thousand percent agree. And I think if anything that should hype us around the ladies that are available, we know that Virginia Tech, Elizabeth Kitley, they're ready to roll. Number one seed for a reason. I think that those girls will be rocked. Miami and rocking and rolling. Miami and Oklahoma State face off on Saturday. St. John's in North Carolina. Drake in Louisville and Iona in Duke. So while we don't have three of our teams feeling at 100% strength and probably some others there, it's just it's time to get it going. We got eight squads in this bad boy. They're ready to roll, so we'll keep a tab in our tally. I say based on the health and strength, I get, I'd say four out of eight ain't going to make it out of the weekend. Well, then that means four out of eight are going to make it. Cup half four, right? Okay, um, period. I, I got five teams. <laughs> I got five. I got five teams making it. I think making it. Five. Yeah, I think we got five teams making it out the weekend. So only three. You love the, the number three. Sounds like a bet. We'll be back next week to recap how the weekend went for March Madness. Make sure you stay locked in and you subscribe to the channel. We are so close to 1,000 subscribers. It hurts. Please share it with your friends. Do your little part in just making sure that our pod gets to love. As well as following Locked On College Basketball, we know that they talk about all of your favorite teams and how they'll make it out of March Madness round one. So check them out. And those rest of our friends here at Locked On Podcast Network. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.